It's Monday, November 6, 2023, and these are your headlines. If you thought the tension between House Speaker Dade Phelan and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick would die down over the weekend, well, you'd be wrong. Okay, when we last spoke on Friday, the House and the Senate had come to an impasse on border security legislation, while school choice, of course, was dead in the House. The Senate was expected to come in Sunday night, last night, and do something with the House's version of the border security bill, dealing with improper entry into the country, but instead they met for 30 seconds and adjourned until Tuesday. Part of that having to do with the fact that Lieutenant Governor Patrick currently has pneumonia. We wish him well recovering from that. But also due in part to the fact that Dade Phelan and Dan Patrick, and in a broader sense, the House and Senate, have been firing back and forth on what exactly the best approach to border security legislation would be. If you want to know more about that, you can see our episode from Friday. Dade Phelan once again took shots at the Senate last night, saying that they were the holdup. And Lieutenant Governor Patrick fired back today. He put out a statement where he said this, reading from it right now. Real leaders in Texas demand substantial legislative action, not small-minded hyperbole. Phelan's tough talk after another failed special session is nothing but a fig leaf to cover up two regular sessions and six special sessions of lackluster leadership and an utter failure to deliver what Texans demand from their legislature. The Texas Senate will return for the fourth special session caused by Dade Phelan's failures to again advance serious legislation to address the concerns of the conservative majority of Texans and wait for the Texas House to join the effort. So, that's the big question on everyone's mind now. Will we return for a fourth special session? Okay, to be technical, the special session ends tomorrow, okay? Both the House and the Senate are expected to meet. They will do some final business, but for the most part, it looks like school choice border security legislation will not be passing the finish line. Now, we talked a lot about border security, but let's talk about school choices. That was the main driver on these additional special sessions from Governor Abbott, certainly as he's made it his number one legislative priority through the year. Earlier today, I went through some of the statements from the governor to determine whether or not we really believe that he will call a for special session, and if he does, when will he do it? This is sometimes the difficulty in parsing through, especially because the governor has been silent so far as the House and Senate have fired back at each other. Back in September on a teletown hall, this was the quote from Governor Abbott. He said, if we do not win in that first special session, and this is a little confusing, when he says first special session, he's talking about the third special session, the one that we're currently in that's ending. Uh, this was in September. He said, if, if, if school choice doesn't pass, then we will have another special session and we'll be back again. And then we'll send this back to the voters themselves. We will have everything teed up in a way we will be giving voters in a primary a choice. They'll be giving voters in a primary a choice. So essentially he said that he would call them back for another special session if they don't pass that. Then, presumably, just based on his words, he would get involved in some of these primary elections against specifically the Republicans who have stopped this. When that special session happens, we don't know. But let's run through it, right? What, here, here's what Abbott added to the special session, what got done, just as a recap. School choice, no. 
Border security. Largely no, though there was one bill to raise the penalty for trafficking or operating a stash house, that uh, raising that penalty, and that was sent to the governor's desk. Colony Ridge, the illegal alien housing development in, uh, north of Houston, no. COVID mandates, yes. Though there's been criticism that doesn't apply to colleges as well, but employee mandates, uh, yes, they did finally ban that. But when could a four special session take place? A lot of folks have said they think it might happen immediately. This is a little bit of what we've heard from some House members. This is sort of what's been hinted at by Speaker Feeling that they could come back for a special session immediately. So maybe as soon as this week or next week. Others like Lieutenant Governor Patrick has said that if they don't pass school choice this fall, and he could be referring to a special session now or later, that if school choice doesn't get passed, that he suggested to the governor that they come back in February, February 5th. The interesting joke there being, and not really a joke, but the, the, the purpose there being that lawmakers would have to be in the Capitol during early voting, right? The time when they're out there campaigning the most. And while their constituents are voting for them, they'd be in Austin working towards or away from school choice. When the special session is set to take place, this four special session remains to be seen We'll report as soon as we hear anything from the governor. The Luke Messiah Show is your access to what happens behind closed doors in Texas politics. Listen weekly to me, your host, Luke Macias, as I break down what is actually happening in conservative politics in the Lone Star State, a state that we all love and cherish. Listen weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is a product of Texas Corporate. Speaking of border security, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials arrested an illegal alien at Joint Base Cape Cod up in Massachusetts months after he illegally crossed into the U.S. in Eagle Pass. Okay, certainly not a strange occurrence. Now here's where the story gets a little more interesting. According to ICE's enforcement and removal operation in Boston, quote, the Venezuelan national, age 38, failed to disclose his previous homicide conviction to U.S. Border Patrol officials when they arrested him for unlawfully entering the U.S. in Eagle Pass, Texas, on July 31st. He was processed and given a notice to appear at ICE offices within 60 days, which he failed to do. No kidding. He didn't, he didn't volunteer the fact that he's a convicted killer. That didn't come up. He didn't voluntarily tell ICE that. No, instead, they process him tell him to come back and surprise somebody who has already decided that he's going to break the laws we have against murder, against homicide in this country, decided that he's not going to show up to their bureaucratic hearing. He's not going to come. That's not a surprise. Now, it was reported that authorities encountered the man at Joint Base Cape Cod and learned of his homicide conviction as well as his failure to report to ICE. In addition to the criminals crossing into the U.S. illegally, this is just one example, right? Concerns are also being raised over the uptick in terror watchlist suspects entering the country. More FBI terror watchlist suspects were arrested along the southwest border in this last federal fiscal year than in the past six years combined. In fact, DHS's fiscal year 2024 threat assessment warns that agents have continued encountering a rapidly growing number of watchlist suspects or subjects. 
It also warned that terrorists and criminal actors may exploit the elevated flow and increasingly complex security environment to enter the United States. This isn't just theory. Just last month, a suspected terrorist from Africa was released into the U.S. after crossing illegally into Arizona. Lastly, election day is tomorrow. Have you voted? Well, there's a lot of bonds, a lot of debt on the ballot, as well as our constitutional amendments. But that debt, it's happening all over the place. This is one example. In Midland Independent School District, residents now are questioning the size and scope of a $1.4 billion, billion with a B, dollar bond proposition that school officials placed on the November ballot, by far the largest single bond ever proposed by the district. With interest, the bond would cost local taxpayers $2.9 billion more than double the dollar amount shown on the ballot. Midland ISD officials want taxpayers to fund two new high schools to replace existing schools, a new elementary school, and improvements to multiple facilities. The bond also says it includes security upgrades. All of the projects are packed into a single all-or-nothing ballot proposition. So voters don't get to choose whether or not some of the money should maybe be used to build a new school, but not for, uh, for, for, for something else. Instead, it's all rolled in together. And remember this, every bond is a tax increase. That's why Texas law requires school districts to highlight the tax impact by including language on the ballot stating, what does it state? Exactly that. This is a property tax increase. Some districts, when proposing these bonds, will give excuses. They'll say, oh, well, you might see that language on the ballot, but it's not really. No, that language is correct. Every bond is a tax increase. In Midland ISD, property taxpayers currently owe $174 million in previously approved bond debt principal and interest. That's according to the district's voter information document. The Midland ISD is among dozens of Texas school districts with bonds on the November ballot that would add billions to the bond debt already owed by local property taxpayers. Worse yet, a few school districts are proposing both bonds and tax rate increases that require voter approval. Talk about a massive hike in property taxes at a time when we're supposed to be talking, by the way, about property tax relief or maybe even elimination. In addition to these bonds, all Texans ballots will include 14 proposed amendments to the state constitution as well. You can see what grassroots conservatives are saying about those constitutional amendments as well as the other stories of today at TexasScorecard.com. <laughs>